Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. What do you call a pig who tells jokes? A shtick in the mud. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Your show was better when you had medical questions. Yay! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve, and this is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine and at DRScottWM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on the show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, social worker, chiro- uh, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. Uh, please do not forget stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com for all of your shopping needs. And uh, can we not forget that your old pal, Dr. Steve, is on Cameo? I will say fluid. I will say secretions. I'll say, you know, what you're talking about, Willis, whatever you want me to say, for, and for next to nothing. And it's just fun for me to do. I always try to throw something a little bit extra in there. Check it out at Cameo.com slash weird medicine and on top of that don't worry about sending me direct messages because they say it's 99 cents that's stupid i will turn if you pay to have me do a cameo for you you can uh, message me forever for free uh check out tweakedaudio.com for the best earbuds for the price on the market and the best customer service anywhere. Use offer code FLUID, F-L-U-I-D, for 33% off. And if you want to lose weight with me, go to Noom, N-O-O-M dot drsteve.com. And it's not a diet. It's a psychology program. It's an app that you download. And uh, every day you check in with your advisor, and uh, you also uh, log your food, but there's no points, none of that stupid crap, and it's only three months long. And if you decide to continue after your free two weeks, you get um, uh, 20% off. So that's noom.drsteve.com. And if you really want to 
if you know someone who has back pain and uh, you just felt like, God, if I could just hang upside down, it would take the pressure off my back. Check out the inversion table that I bought for myself that I use every, twice a day. It's called uh, the uh, Teeter, which apparently that's the person's name. It looks like a teeter-totter, but that's their name. It's Teeter. And, um, well, you got some pretty good teeters there. Well, anyway, check out backpain.drsteve.com. That's backpain.drsteve.com. And now let's welcome our guests. We have Ricky B., who is a musician who I've uh, actually followed locally for many years. And I took lessons from his erstwhile partner, uh, bass partner. I took bass lessons from him. You did. And uh, we have his lady, who, his name is Vicky. I said, what name do you want to go by in the radio? She said, oh, you could just call me Vicky Licious. I was like, okay, fair enough. That's some radio name you got there, Vicky That's what Licious. everybody calls me. Do they really? Yeah. Yeah. Except me. I know. Oh, well, okay, then you get one of these, my friend. Uh-oh. Oh, whoops, wrong one. <laughs> If you want to get anywhere with her, you better call her Vicky Licious. <laughs> oh, so, I have a at least make her feel that way. We won't right, go Vicky? into that. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, listen. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna play a little music later. Rick uh, had some medical questions. Vicky may have one or two, and then we've got a guy uh, from I believe from Croatia sent me a bunch of stuff, and then we've got another guy that just sent me. Um, kind of like an experiment and i don't know if he's effing with me or not i have not listened to these questions so this may be a complete cluster f is this the uh uh, i don't know experiment yeah that's the experiment is he sent me eight questions and i haven't (laughs) listened to them so he may be just setting me up i mean if he asked me the square root of pi i can ask you know echo echo what's the square root of pi the square root of pi is approximately 1.7725. Exactly right. Give yourself a bill. Thank you, Echo. See, I just want to make sure that she knew. So um, so we'll, we'll do that if, if we have time. But, uh, yeah, so, Rick, tell me about play, being a musician in the age of COVID. Fucking, I mean, sucks, right? <laughs> well, absolutely. Nobody gets to go out to venues it really sucks for the musicians but also you know the fans too um as far as i got to stay home and write some but you know um now the venues are starting to open up but during covid it really sucked man people are going bonkers now and i don't blame them i mean we went a year year and three months completely locked down in some places I was at uh, <clears throat> a medical school graduation today, and I got an award, of course. Thank you very much. I can give myself one of these. Give yourself a bill. And, um, give yourself a bill. Oh, damn it. God damn it. Stop that. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I, um, <clears throat> I, I witnessed that. <laughs> but uh, they were all just thrilled that they could be in the same room together mm-hmm. and not be wearing masks and stuff. And it right. was like, Ooh, this is really something. It's like th- three years ago, we would have thought it was a really crappy uh, graduation ceremony, but in post COVID, it was the most awesome thing I've ever been to. It was at this woman's fa- or grandmother's farm and it was just outside and they had food and you know, a, you know, we had we had a buffet. How scary! And uh, it was really just delightful to be amongst people again. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think being um, get closer to the mic. Being homebound, I think that uh, if you listen to lots of local or famous artists, you'll hear them say it provided them an opportunity to get closer with their family, closer with yes. their feelings closer with themselves period uh, which allowed them to write be more creative um, take their time not not a deadline yeah I understand that but what I'm not looking forward to is I wrote this during COVID man and then hearing about everybody's troubles during COVID mm-hmm. you know okay enough mm-hmm. <clears throat> move on 
exactly. <laughs> in my opinion. Right. <clears throat> so I'm that part I'm not looking forward to. It's all the COVID-based films and stuff that are going to come out with everybody in lockdown. It's like, no, we're out of lockdown. We're in the theater watching this. Show us, you know, superheroes or something, in Absolutely. my opinion. That's just me. You know, like doctors, like Dr. Steve. What about us? Medical social workers. We're heroes. Yeah. Oh, where are we? We are. You know, um, I never kind of bought into that because we were just stuck doing this. Yeah. You know, and so I think a hero is someone that runs into the fire. I, I tell my kids, not being scared doesn't make you courageous. It's being scared and doing it anyway mm-hmm. that makes you courageous. We didn't have a choice. I mean, it was just this is our job. Right. So I'm not 100, you know, I'd see, and, and there were, at one of the local hospitals, they put, Heroes live here, and they spell it H E R O S. And I'm like, oh boy, that's way to beat the stereotype of being an Appalachia and spelling something wrong on a big sign you put outside your hospital. But anyway, well, at least it didn't say hoes live here. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, so but are you getting out and playing a little bit now, or getting ready to anyway? Well, I'm actually putting some stuff together and getting. Uh, I've been spending more time writing. Um, and as you well know, I've been through some tra- uh, uh, traumatic things, and yeah, um, getting back to music has always been my saving grace. Yeah, yeah, you know, outside of you know my wife being my strongest supporter, um, it 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 always feels good to go out and do a few songs and 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 get a crowd response to something you've created yeah and true musicians i think just have to do it it's not a choice you know you have to do it it's you want to play i i know a a mountain music player and uh she uh goes out and plays she's not a huge fan of the mountain music so much but she says i get you know i'm in demand and they you know i get to play so she does it and um you know it's like you see i'm not a real musician all through COVID, i didn't touch my my keyboards not one time i was so damn bummed about the whole thing but you on the other hand are a true musician your response to being holed up was to play more mm-hmm. you know i'm just a dilettante it was and, and and plus i got i got to i got to do some rearranging in my flower beds and stuff like that so <laughs> You know, but as far as music goes, like I said, it's just, uh, it's always been an outlet. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I've always, I've always, I mean, for. And you sound like the guy that does those um, uh, timeshare commercials. Have you heard him? Well, <laughs> if you got stuck in a timeshare, we can help you. <laughs> you kind of sound. I mean, people who aren't from around here, because this is heard all over the country, will love your voice. There's no question about that. Well, I'm just as country as could be. But you don't play country music. That's the interesting thing. Although the song that we're playing now, uh, today, could be seen as a country song. It certainly has the all the elements of a country song. And I think could in modern country could actually hit the charts, which is the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is this song you're going to sing, <clears throat> we'll have a lot of people listen to it. Uh, there, People are going to enjoy it, and I think a lot of people are going to wonder, how in the hell do you break into this business? You know, I've had you on the show. I've had Dave Cecil on the so- show, which for sort of coffee shop type singer-songwriter stuff, mm-hmm. there's nobody better than he is, and yet nobody's ever heard of the fucking guy. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, well, how do you make it in this business? Well, I'm asking you. Hell, you don't know. Well, <laughs> from what I what I understand, it's perseverance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of luck, though. I've been told, and, and no, know, and knowing someone, knowing people, it's a lot of luck, though, too, isn't it? Yeah, Just it, being heard by the right people. Well, yeah, and and people that believe in what he's doing. Yeah, people that believe in his talent and. You know, yeah. Like well, I you. believe in it, yeah. but I, what good is that, has that done you? Yeah. Well. You know, same thing with Dave Cecil. He, he, I was talking to him the other day. I was trying to put him together with a, with a woman that could sing duets with him, and it would be beautiful. And he said, yeah, dude, you always have these great ideas. And I'm like, yeah, but it, nothing ever happens with it. It's just <laughs> we throw all this shit against the wall, and literally none of it sticks. 
It's like we're throwing it against a Teflon wall. Well, it's and, fun though. There, sure. I, when when I was growing up, learning to do music and stuff, it didn't seem like everybody was playing. Yeah, with the access they have of YouTube and and all the uh, digital sites and everything, they don't have to pick up a needle, start the song over. You know. Yeah. They can just punch a button, start the, and some guy will teach them how to do it and. Um, well, you are literally competing against everyone in the world yep. because everyone can make some sort of music these days with some of this electronic stuff, particularly. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so you, when but when you get back to the basics of writing a song, like when I do it, it's lyric and a, and, and a guitar, and how I know that it's a good song and that it's catchy. My wife steals it and starts singing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It does. And I, I mean, she'll go through the house singing something that I've played just like. That's uh, got to be awesome. I've never had that experience. Well, just like oh, Don't Ordinary Love, it's stuck in your head. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There's a song that Rick and I have been recording, and it I, I couldn't get that effing song out of my head. At one point, I'm like, this sucks because I can't hear anything else in my head mm-hmm. but that song. Now, that's that's a testament to what a great song it is. But, um, yeah, it's freaking irritating when you get something. Every once in a while, I have a um, a, uh, a speaker in my shower so mm-hmm. I can listen to podcasts when I'm, you know, taking a shower because I must be constantly entertained. And when I turn it off, it goes doot, 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 and it's the first three notes of the Get Smart theme. And then for the rest of the morning, I hear do 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 in my head all day long until no, this ain't no ordinary love gets in my head. Right. So, but I, I've really enjoyed working with you, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show. But anyway, let's um, talk about something that has something remotely to do with this show. You had a couple of medical questions. Yeah. And uh, you had a friend that had a thing and another thing and another thing. So let's talk about those. Well, I had uh, called my buddy. and hadn't talked to him in a long time. He was a um, – I worked with him when he was uh, a physical therapist. And um, I called him and actually was just going to get a reference from him for, you know, maybe in uh, another case and – found out that he had almost died and while he was in the hospital they found and he couldn't remember he couldn't tell me what it was that about killed him yeah but he 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 actually called me back and said i'm going to tell you i have dementia which which floored me because he was brilliant and I, i admired this guy a lot he was great are they sure he had dementia or i mean was he in the icu when uh, he was in the hospital, um, well, he said he almost died, but he didn't tell me. I bet he didn't. He couldn't remember where. A lot of people that've been in was. the ICU can't remember. Yeah, and that I'm, has to do with some of the medications that they use, and the you know there are people that get ICU psychosis. Mm-hmm. They're taken out of their normal environment, and they're sick as hell, and they get delirium, and that can mimic dementia. And it can persist for quite some time, and then those people kind of resolve. And, you know, the the um, course of dementia is that if it's Alzheimer's, for example, it'll get worse slowly. You know, mm-hmm. The first thing that you'll they'll notice is they can't name things. Like they'll say, you say, what is this? And they'll say, well, that's a wrist, or no, that's a thing that tells time instead of calling it a wristwatch. Or if you hold up a pencil, <clears throat> they'll say that's a thing that you write with. That's kind of the first sign. I had a professor in medical school had an IQ of like 220. I've told this story before, but you all haven't heard it. And he was one of the smartest, maybe, uh, no, let me say, he was the smartest person I've ever met in my life. Very eccentric, as all those folks with IQ of 220 are. And when he started getting dementia, he would say the crazy stuff. Like, he, he couldn't say deck of cards. He would call it a concentric stack of thin laminates. What? Now that that's a that's a person with dementia, early dementia, stage one dementia, where they're having trouble naming things. That has an IQ of two hundred and twenty. Wow! You know, 
Well, see, that was my question because he was going out. He, they're not letting him drive. Talk more into the mic, if you would. They're Thanks. not letting him drive, but they're he's able to go out and mm-hmm. hit a golf ball. Sure. Play golf. Sure. Yeah, it doesn't happen all at once. And I just wondered if, I was just wondering also if it this is going to lead to Alzheimer's and uh, he was, his excuse, I think, was that it was work, 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 work. And yeah. Yeah. then all of a sudden he collapsed and now there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have vascular dementia, these are people that have constant mini strokes that are TIAs. Well, they can be, but sometimes they don't notice them. But what they do, what happens is, is they have they decline in a stepwise fashion. They'll be okay, and then all of a sudden they're they're worse, and then they'll stay worse for a while, and then all of a sudden they get even worse. But it's always in a stepwise fashion. It's not a gradual decline like mm-hmm. you see in Alzheimer's. Now, one thing that you could do, you have a partner here that's in the medical field and you're in the medical or were previously in the medical field you could do a mini mental mental status exam on this friend of yours if he'll consent to you doing it uh if you just if he's cool with you sort of and then you write down what the number is and then you do it two weeks later and if the number's going up that's unlikely to be dementia it's more likely to be some cognitive thing from the medications they gave him if it's going down that increases the odds that it's dementia now am i recommending that you do this not necessarily it just depends on how close you are and if he's avoiding going to the doctor you could do that for him but you could look up mini mental status exam online it's an easy thing to do well i was trying to think you know because today's hospitalizations are not long stays at all. No, that's right. That's and right. he was in there off and on for months. Really? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Now, if he was on uh, propofol and or, you know, Versed and or IV fentanyl on the ventilator in the hospital for months, they can have cognitive decline that lasts for about as long as they were in the hospital. Mm-hmm. It can last for months. Yeah. And the thing is, we don't know. He he we don't know how long he was in the hospital yeah he can't he can't he's not a good historian is he local no he's in memphis now uh, he's in memphis now he could come to me and i could i could find out but well if um if i see that's that's why i'm i, I encourage everybody to be diligent friends because things change and and shit happens and yeah that's and, a good medical term. Shit, shit mm-hmm. well, really I mean, true. But it, but it just it happens out of the blue. Yep. And <clears throat> yeah, we get hit by a meteor sitting here talking about it. I say that to my patients all the time. You just watch well, deep. Play. You you watch Deep Impact, didn't you? No, I've never seen that asshole movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> if he does have Alzheimer's disease. Uh, Biogen announced that they were scrapping two phase three trials of the investigational anti-amyloid agent aducanumab. Aducanumab, sorry, it's a monoclonal antibody for Alzheimer's disease. And they did, what happened was during their studies, they did a thing called a futility analysis, and it showed there was no way that they could, uh, that they could come to statistical significance to show that this stuff actually worked. But they reanalyzed the data, and the drug is back on the table. And uh, they did this thing. It was called the Emerge trial. And what this is is this is a an, a monoclonal antibody that is supposed to reduce clinical decline in Alzheimer's, and it also uh, removes this substance called beta amyloid from the brain which is felt to be associated with Alzheimer's disease. So um, we, we may be getting to a point where Alzheimer's may be something that we can actually treat and reverse, which would be awesome, because I hate Alzheimer's dementia worse than I hate cancer. At least with cancer, the vast majority of people are themselves right. till they leave this world. Mm-hmm. When, when you have dementia, it robs the the person 
of their quality of life because they don't know who they are anymore. So you can't, if you don't know who you are, you can't have much quality of life. But it really robs the people around you Mm -hmm. of your presence because it it shatters the personality. And, uh, you know, if you've ever met demented people, I mean, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're sad, sometimes they're just, you know, curled up in a ball making noise. But you talk to their family and they say, yeah, they used to garden. You know, this person was a a college professor, you know, stuff like that. And uh, every time I can't find my keys, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. (laughs) But um, so if we could reverse it right now, we have medications for it, but they all work on acetylcholine. One works on uh, the N-methyl deaspartate receptor. That's Namenda, uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, but none of them are very satisfying. Mm-mm. You know, we get people in hospice, and they're like, "Well, we, should we continue this medicine?" It's like, "Well, if it was did what it, you wanted it to do, they wouldn't need to go into hospice at this point." So it's okay to stop them at that point. But if we could get a disease-modifying drug. Not unlike biologicals for rheumatoid arthritis. You know, back in the day, we had gold. That was the only disease-modifying drug. Everything else made people feel better, but they still got the gnarly hands and ended up in a wheelchair if things got really bad. But uh, then we got the biologicals, and like my mother-in-law, hell, she's on um, one of them, Humira or one of those, Mm -hmm. and uh, you'd never know if she had anything, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, so we have these disease-modifying drugs. Same thing with HIV. Used to be we had the only medications we had for HIV were things to treat the infections that they got, but eventually they would die. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, in the early days, in the 80s when I was training, if someone came in, they didn't come in with HIV because we didn't know what the cause was. They came in with AIDS, and it was a terminal illness 100% of the time. Now... We have d- these disease-modifying antiretroviral cocktails that take the the viral load in most people down to zero, and they can have normal lives and normal lifespans as long as they stay on their medicine. And it may be that some of them can actually come off the medicine. So if we had that in Alzheimer's, that would be huge. But, you know. Yeah. So why, why do we not? Because, number one, we don't know how consciousness even exists. We don't know what it is. So if we don't know what it is, how the hell can we fix it when it doesn't work right? You know, if you ever think about it, most people don't think about it. How is it that you're self-aware? Mm-hmm. What what makes you self-aware? Why can't we program a computer to be self-aware? What is it about us? And some people say, well, it's the soul or whatever. Okay, that that's not a satisfying answer to a scientist. It, right. If that's what it is, well, hell, you know, that'll be evidence that uh, we're being stupid if we're not believers, you know. But uh, short of that, it's, um, you know, it's some recursive thing. You know, it's recursion where things are looking at it, you know, uh, there's loops in the in the brain that refer to themselves, and when you do that enough times with enough complexity, then you get this emergent behavior, which we call uh, self, uh, self-awareness. self But who knows? I mean, my, my thing, and this I didn't make this up, but our consciousness is the way that the universe— regards itself that's what that's what we're here for because we are born out of the universe we're not separate from it we feel like we are sacks of meat separate from the earth that we walk on but we grew out of this world we weren't plopped into it and because we grew out of this world that every single atom in our body you can tell we've been drinking i we have not i promise (laughs) we have not been doing anything other than that but that that um I know it sounds like that, doesn't it? <laughs> but every single atom in our body, it came from the center of a star. Every single atom, because the Big Bang, all it made was hydrogen, a little bit of helium, and maybe some lithium, some antimatter, and some matter, and those two things annihilated and left enough matter to make what we see in the universe. And then the the heavy elements like iron that makes up the heme, you know the heme, makes the hemoglobin in our blood work and the calcium in our bones, all was forged in the center of a star, that then went supernova, seeded our solar system, and when when it coalesced, the Earth had all those heavy metals, including uranium and things like that. 
Really? Well, yeah. it, it, really, uh, you've never you've never had this concept before. It's you know, amazing. I, Every so, single atom in your body. Just think about it. For well, I know that's seconds. why our bodies react to certain things. Hmm. You know, okay. to uh, well, I. You know, do you believe in intricate design? I mean, you know the the way the human body is designed. I mean, if you look at just just the central nervous system yep. and the design of it yeah. and you know every in every species yeah and so so you're saying that's evidence of a creator is that what you're going I'm, for I'm saying that? that's evidence of a creator but every lab experience <clears throat> experiment has to have a catalyst to set it off and I look at it as God was doing a uh, a, a lab experiment, and he had to. Ha- that was the big bang. He had to have a catalyst. Yeah. To, uh, so if if I'm going to invoke the creator in this at all, and we'll get, we'll get off this side. That's where I, 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 I was thinking of this going. But the fact that every single thing in this universe boils down to four fundamental forces, and at one time they were all one force. Okay, there was the super force. That then, after at the moment of the Big Bang, that there was the one single force, and then it um, precipitated as the universe cooled into four forces, strong, weak, electromagnetic, and gravity. That's all there is. It's just those. Now, if, and now this is going to sound like pot talk, religious pot talk, <laughs> uh, but if God is all knowing and all-powerful and all-good, right? Mm-hmm. Then it follows that he or she, whatever, it, well, you know, there's probably not a word for what, what the creator is, uh, would also be omni-efficient. So omniscient, omnipotent, omnibenevolent, and omni-efficient, which means if you are perfectly efficient, then you would have a single force and you would go whoop, and that would do all of this. You know, and all of this comes from that. Now, the thing that blows my mind, and we got to do some medical questions, is that uh, there no, after all this time of us looking, still no evidence that there's anyone else in this universe other than us. So if this universe is truly ours for the taking, we are stupid as shit oh, yeah. to be worried about the things that we worry about. And the fact that this universe is all ours and we're not putting all of our efforts into getting off of here and going to different places and, uh, and you know, taking ownership of this universe so that we our species can't be wiped out by one extinction event on this planet is nuts. And the fact that people get all mad because they, well, they didn't give me hot sauce at Taco Bell. I asked for hot sauce. They gave me mild. Drives me absolutely bonkers when you look at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. You know, right. anyway, there you go. Okay, I'll get off my, get off my soapbox. Woohoo. All right, so uh, there may be something for that your was friend. deep. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, that's I'm, what I'm, she I'm, said. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. hope there is something for him. Yeah, I do too. Well, it'd be interesting to know if he really has dementia. He may not. He may not. If he didn't have any signs of it before all of this, it doesn't make sense that he all of a sudden collapses and now he's got dementia. It's much more likely that he had delirium and he's still got some cognitive deficits. And that could may reverse. Well, I hope so. He needs to see a neurologist. He needs to see his primary care frequently. They need to do serial mini mental status exams and other neurologic tests for cognition. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure he is. Are you? Are you? Yeah, I'm okay. sure he is because okay. he's with family that, you Okay, know. okay, good. Okay, well, I hope so. All right. Well, are you ready to get into the um, – and we got to keep an eye on the time, too. You know what? Let's just – um, I'm going to do one of these questions, and then we've got to sing our song because we're 30 minutes in. We've only got 50 minutes total. So, okay. so I'm going to do the first one of these, this whatever this is, this challenge from this guy. Okay. 
Hey, Dr. Steve. It's Frank Dindo. How are you? Hey, man. Good, man. How are you? Good. Glad to hear it. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks. Okay, good. Dr. Scott, hope you're doing well. Well, thank you. Next question's about boner pills. Okay. Mm. I was just curious. Ever since I started working from home, I never quite know when my wife is going to allow me to be frisky. Ah. So what I've gotten in the habit of doing is taking a third of a boner pill each morning. Yep. And sometimes it's used and sometimes it's not. Understood. Is there a an issue with uh, doing that? Like, nope. Matter of fact, they make a pill called Cialis Daily. And Cialis Daily, instead of taking 20 milligrams on Friday and it works all weekend long, you take a pill every day so that you can do stretch your stuff whenever you want to. Stretch your stuff. And... <laughs> okay, Rick wants Rick's want me to write him a prescription. No, Vicky wants you to write Rick a prescription. Okay. Well, that says a lot, don't it? <laughs> well, I, listen, we'll talk about that yeah. after. I mean, if we need to talk about that, we can talk about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can take Cialis daily, and it's five milligrams. You take it every day. And they also will prescribe it for people who have prostate problems because it's actually a pretty decent uh, prostate medication. You know, people have trouble urinating because of their prostate. That's a way that you can that you can get your insurance company to pay for it. Because I tried to get the Cialis daily because it's just fun walking around with a big old, you know, a, <laughs> you know, something that the cat can't scratch. You know, <laughs> it's fun to walk around with that. So I wanted to get it and take it every day. And uh, the insurance company was like, "Oh hell no!" Oh really? But they'll pay for 20 milligrams. They'll pay for four. No, they'll pay for five a month of the 20 milligrams. So you mm-hmm. cut them in half or into quarters, and it's the same damn thing. I don't know what, what their issue is. They just don't want you to have fun every day. They, I know. They, you yeah. know, these damn insurance companies. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that that's totally fine. I would do that. Just inform your primary care that you're, you know, your, your prescriber that you're doing that so they'll be aware. That's all. All right. Okay, very good. Do we need to talk, you guys? Do we need to discuss what's going on, or do you just, you know, want me to blow over that and say, oh, that's, well, I mean, he was just kidding, and then we'll, you know, I'll write your prescription I'm... later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, due to, due to heart problems, mm-hmm. uh, hmm. you know, and heart medications. Cool. Some uh, people with heart medications can't take that yep. stuff. That's what I'm saying. And metropolol. And he's, he's and, one of them. And losartan. And, Those are okay. And... Do you take uh, nitroglycerin? I do. Oh, that's you're you're um you're out of the game for Cialis and Viag- put, Viagra and stuff. They if, put me on ice. Uh, yeah, isosorbide. Isosorbide. Yeah. Yeah. You it. cannot take one. Of the, it'll kill you. And uh, because they were first developed as blood pressure medications. Mm-hmm. And what they found was in the presence of nitrates, they really work. And so they'll drop your blood pressure to the point where the heart can't perfuse and it can precipitate a heart attack. So, so or, or, you know, other bad things that come with low blood pressure. So now you can't have that. Now, there are things you can have. You could do Alprostadil. No problem with that. What's that? Al Prostadil. He's this guy that uh, works downtown. He'll give you a little rub and tuck. No, Al Prostadil is a, <laughs> is a medication that you inject it into the base of your penis. Oh, uh, yeah. We've tried that. Have you? Yes. Yeah. And it didn't work? Nope. Okay. Then there are the Al Prostadil syringe, or, uh, suppositories where you take a pellet of that stuff and you shove it down the ure- urethral meatus, a.k.a. the you know, cock hole. And nice. sometimes that'll work, particularly if you're tentative about injecting the base. Now, the third thing is... The shot didn't bother me at all. Yeah, it was okay. Just, it just didn't work. Didn't I mean, work. I had, did you I was, get anything? You get half. I did. Yeah, and half, it doesn't do you any good. But I also had a reaction to it one night and about fell out. Uh, okay. I mean, I had I had a reaction so so bad... They were thinking about thinking. I, mean, I, was, I broke out in sweat. Oh yeah, don't do that then. Have you tried? Uh, it, so you don't want to do the suppositories either. That's called the Muse system. Have you ever tried uh, the penis pump? Yes. You did. Yeah. Yes. Did you? I bet you didn't do it right. Yes, we did. But it's uh, there's no way it can't work. It has to work. No, it doesn't. It's uh, physics. 
If you do it right, it has to work. Because if you think about it, you're, you're uh, putting a negative pressure around the schlong itself. And if it's sealed properly, blood will flow into there. And then on the end of that thing, there's a cock ring. And so when you get it, a nice big purple giant meaty erection, you slip that cock ring off of the end to keep it that way. Now, if you didn't, if you're looking at me like, what the hell is he talking about? <clears throat> if you didn't do it that way, then you didn't do it right. That Period. didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. Can you show us how to do yes, it? Yes, I can. <laughs> I would be happy to. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. All right, let's play this damn song before Vicky gets me in trouble. Say, uh, Joe used to tell me that, uh, you know, people would say we, we you know... Play for exposure. People have died from exposure. (laughs) I'm just going to give you lots of reverb. All right, you ready? This is a song that um, I first heard at Rick's house, and uh, I said, oh my gosh, I think I could probably actually play that one with you. Some of his songs are too hard for me to play, but this one is one I can play. (laughs) And it's called She Remembers. One, two, three. She recalls the day she put that bottle down. Yes, there was a time There was not a soul around She remembers her darkest moments All the tears that she cried She tried to lock it all away Deep inside Remembers. She remembers. 
was headed down a dark road About to lose her way When she saw a light shining through the night Guiding her to better days Oh, she remembers She remembers Smoke to last a hundred times And she swears she don't know how She made it through 99 She has scars you'll never see And wounds that will never heal She tried to I did notice at one point we were clipping a little bit, so we'll go back and listen to it if we have to. We'll just record that part. Sure. I like I like playing that and do it again. I do. It's awesome. Excellent. So um, I'm assuming that's about your mom. My mom. Oh, your mom. My oh, mom, yes. he wrote a song about your mom. Well, he wrote this song, and then I. And then you went, oh, that's my mom. No, I, I, well, yeah, sort of. I interjected with some thoughts and. Uh, Who came up with the line? She quit her, or what is it? She quit her last cigarette. Smoked her last cigarette. At least ninety nine. At times. least a hundred times. At least a hundred times. Yeah. yeah. That's a great damn line, right I know, there. Because and, anybody who ever smoked, mm-hmm. you used to smoke, right? I you, still do. Oh, you do. Oh no. I know. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay, I know you used to. Um, That's the thing about Rick, Ricky B. He is a lyricist. um, Unbelievable. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great line. Yeah, he's got a lot of. What's the second? So it's she smoked her last cigarette Mm -hmm. at least a hundred times. She recalls the day she laid that bottle down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the one after the cigarette though? She smoked her last cigarette at least. Oh, she does. She swears she doesn't know how she got through ninety nine. Okay, yeah, but see that that line doesn't really. uh, It doesn't really go with smoked her last cigarette. Yeah, ninety nine is speaking of the year ninety nine and all the things that she went through in ninety nine. Oh, so that's something only you guys would know when you sing it. Actually, the the first line uh, and she's the microphone. The first line (laughs) that that actually. That line was, weed. that line came up. Um, Did you smoke weed before this? No, okay, no, right. I wouldn't do that. Okay, uh, <laughs> um, I'm smoking weed now, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're blowing no, smoke no, now, yeah. but you're not but, smoking weed. But the weed, the line was, uh, you know, and she swears she don't know how. She didn't drown in all the wine. Yeah, that was his original line. Oh, and okay. then. 
I I changed it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think I... So that's a cool thing. I think a lot of songwriters do that, that mm-hmm. they'll put stuff that means something to them, and there's no way that the person listening to it mm-hmm. would have a clue what they're doing, but they assign their own meaning to it. Right. And when you write a song, you want it to not only relate to something personal, but you want it to relate to something personal Universal. for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Universally. Yeah. And so... 99 doesn't mean actually literally 1999. It means anybody's just a 99. very challenging, yes, yeah. anybody's 1999. Yeah. The next bunch of songs will be about 2020, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks so bad. Well, you know, uh, I, I wrote a song that, uh, that did follow, uh, it called Etched in Time. You can find it on my YouTube site. Oh, yeah. Let's let's plug your YouTube. The Arcadia Project. The Arcadia Project. Yes. I'm going to look at it right now. Go ahead mm-hmm. and talk. And um, I wrote this song uh, from uh, called Etched in Time, and it, chrono- it chronologically <coughs> went from 69 to 9-11. Mm-hmm. And we want to talk about heroes. There's a, a subject. Oh, shit. What in. the hell is this? you got a accordion player this isn't you no that's not me a different arcadia project oh no there's more than one the arcadia project it's yeah that's what that is too okay on youtube uh-oh there you go that's it uh, this one yes, okay that's so it. it's the top one so there's another one called the arcadia project and they play uh looks like maybe zydeco music yeah. or something yeah they're weird yeah <laughs> oh good i mean oh yeah here we go now I'm going to get a damn uh, strike, copyright strike for playing this? Yes, no. I am. Oh, God, it's on CD, baby. Okay, because yeah. the last time I played something of somebody's <laughs> that was on CD, baby, we got a copyright strike. So. Well, oh, but, wow. but yeah. I own it. It doesn't matter, dude. The guy who uh, I played was named Steve Tucci from the Tucci Band, their album Olivia, by the way. And uh, he is my niece's boyfriend. And when you talk to him, you think you're talking to Christopher Walken, by the way. It's the craziest thing in the world. I was talking to this guy. I immediately liked him. And I was like, why do I like this guy so much? It's like, well, because I'm talking to Christopher Walken. (laughs) (laughs) You know, anyway, so um, uh, I I had permission to play his, too, and we got a copyright strike. Because it was on CD. CD Baby is a pain in the butt. And mm-hmm. he even emailed them and said, hey, you know, hey, I'm telling you that's okay. But I still don't have the copyright strike, you know, off uh, of my YouTube thing. So, anyway, eh, what are you going to do? Well, the <laughs> the other one. Um, so, I can't play any of this. Well, but you, just, can, you can play the Etched in Time video because. Google Tattoos and Scars. Yes. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Arcadia which, Project. Which tattoos of, and Scars. Which one of you has the tattoo and which one has the scars? That's Tattoos, Scars. <laughs> Emotional scars, big or, time, or real scars. Yeah. Okay. I'm a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I we'll saw, take out the mess, and I'd say you'd be. I saw that. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. What were you gonna say? I I, I just shut Rick completely up. <laughs> All right. Let's do another medical question then. All right. Unless you got, but so yeah, just check that out. All right, here we go. Hey, Dr. Steve, it's Frank Indo. How are you? Hey, Frank. Good, man. How are you? Good. Glad to hear it. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Oh, Thanks. Good. good. Scotty boy. What up? Ever since I started TRT, Scott's not they here. told me to donate blood every six months uh, to get rid of the excess hemoglobin that will build up due to the TRT. I uh, believe I have that right. Maybe you should clarify that. Yeah, I don't think that's absolutely necessary. I've been on testosterone replacement therapy that's what he's talking about mm-hmm. and uh, what he's concerned about is that his blood uh, hemoglobin is going to be, be too high in other words his but really it's his hematocrit it's the number of red blood cells and if you are on so much testosterone that you have to have blood removed every couple of months just to get your uh, uh, hematocrit down which uh, the hematocrit by the way is the fraction of of blood that is taken up by red blood cells. So the way we used to determine it was you would put it in little blood in a little capillary tube and then you'd spin it down in a in a centrifuge. And then let's say it was 10 centimeters long this tube, you could measure how many centimeters high the the red blood cell fraction was because it was dark. And uh, let's say it was 4.5 centimeters. 
then your hematocrit would be 45%, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, because it's going up four, 45% of this 10-centimeter tube, and the top part is just clear serum. So if it's climbing up to 55, 60, something ain't right. It's not supposed to do that when you just bring your testosterone back to normal. Okay, so I would I would question that and ask why are they, uh, you know, insisting on that. Okay. All right. Hey, Dr. Steve, it's Frank Indo. Hey, Frank. Quick question about, oh, you want me to say how you doing? No, Uh, yeah, sure, if you want to. Okay, yeah. How how, are you doing? Doing good, man. How are you? Oh, good. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, I'm doing good, too. (laughs) We'll we'll go through that whole game. Anyway. That's not my game. uh, Dr. Scott, yeah, you're there, too. No. Tacey's not. We get it. Yep. All right. (laughs) Anyway, question's this. Dr. Math. Mm -hmm. Every time I go to the doctor, the doctor asks how many beers I drink at night. Yep. What am I supposed to answer? I have this distinct feeling if I answered it right, they would up it by whatever percentage. So if it's four, oh, do I, I say four? Yeah. Or if I do say four, do they think it's six? Or no. do they think it's eight? Well, you know, the thing is, you, you got to be honest with your provider. And if your provider thinks that you're not honest and you are being honest, maybe you need a different provider. But most of the time, no, they're they're going to go by what you say. Now, the only time that they would think that you're lying is if they if you're in there drunk or if your liver enzymes are out of whack and there's no other cause for it and you're saying well I only have one a day it's like my mother-in-law who his name is Big Joe you all don't know her she's on uh, this is Big Joe let me play uh, this is Big Joe this is your mother-in-law we're yeah. missing contains mature contents that uh, may be offended to some listeners let me write <laughs> what did they wrong then? You know, your old house is like an oven. Now, you all understand what she said, right? Yes. Both of you understood <laughs> of perfectly what she said. I had to translate for so many of our listeners. So um, we probably there, we probably have people that still, you know, didn't hear that show where I translated it. Let's 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 do this. We're missing contains mature, mature contents that uh, may be offended to some listeners. Surely that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird medicine contains mature content that may be offensive to some mm-hmm. listeners. She said offended, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do wrong then? If you know, you're... What did I do wrong then? Oh, house okay. Is like an oven. You, you know, Your y'all's house, house is like, is an, like oven. an oven, and and it is. It's hotter than shit up here. And I appreciate you guys because you haven't complained about how hot it is. But I didn't want to turn the AC on mm. if y'all were going to sing, and then have all that white noise in the background. Mm-hmm. You know. But anyway. But yeah. So my mother-in-law. Why was I talking about my mother-in-law? What was the question? I don't know. <laughs> We were talking about testosterone, oh, yeah. and all of a sudden your mother-in-law came up. Okay. Um, Does she have, like, an overabundance of testosterone? <laughs> no, 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 no. We were talking about Dr. Math. God damn it. Hang on. I'm going to have to go back and listen while I was talking about her. Hang on. Okay, wait. I remember, because Big Joe, who looks like she a basketball with a bigger basketball underneath it, right, is... Or I like to say she looks like a basketball on top of a smaller, uh, uh, you know, on top of a bigger basketball. I just messed it up three times. But anyway. Or a pumpkin. She would say, oh, I only eat one time a day. And if you look at her, you know, she's lying. But it actually is true. She starts at 7 in the morning and doesn't end until 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> she really does just eat one time a day. So, Vicki, you were saying that my inversion table is just basically a sex toy, right? I wish that were true. Um, but I, you know, you're giving me some ideas, but I'm just really trying to figure out how in the hell you would use it for that. But you and <laughs> you and Rick are free to give it a try. Maybe oh, that will okay. Help. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. listen. Thanks. Go to uh, Ricky B and uh, Vicky Licious, his uh, paramour. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl. Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Chowdy, 1008, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte whore, Vicky. I don't know if you know her, or the Saratoga skank. She might be a friend of yours. Uh, Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, she who owns pigs and snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, Steve Tucci, the great Rob Bartlett, Vic's Nether Fluids, 
Vic is now engaged, so I'm taking that out of there. Uh, Carl's deviated septum, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington and Fez Wally, whose support of this show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking and get off your asses and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Vicki. Thanks, Rick. You're welcome. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.